It's like we finally have a solution. Yeah. With all these podcasts, how does one keep up? What are you not glad you asked? Welcome to the week in podcasting. Thank you very much. Seth Everett, Al Riley, Jeff Adams. Seth Everett, Al Riley, Jeff Adams. Seth Everett, Al Riley, Jeff Adams. The week in podcasting. Welcome to the first of what will be three million shows. The week in podcasting is on the air. Glad you have it. Glad you are with us. We have a motley crew to introduce you to, and glad you downloaded. Don't hit pause just yet. I know you have options. There are podcasts everywhere. But you've downloaded, so it's already taking up the space on your phone. So let's just do me a favor and hang with us, because these folks that we have here are quite entertaining. My name is Seth Everett. I'm glad to be uh, hosting this this lovely dog and pony show. Uh, we have a great cast of characters, which we will introduce in a moment. We have podcasts to showcase. We have a lot of fun things to talk about. And yes, there will be laughter throughout. And it doesn't even require a laugh track. But we have that just in case we need it. My name is Seth Everett. I host a bunch of podcasts. We'll tell that later. There we go. And I'll tell you what. I, I hosted shows that are podcasts for a long time. Uh, I did so with other platforms, and now I'm falling in love with a new platform. Happens to be called Block Talk Radio. You may have heard of it before. If you haven't, you're listening to this for the first time, you said, Blog Talk Radio, what's that? Google it. It's there. I promise. It, it's existed for years. Now, when we needed a co-host, and let's face it, the first one bailed, we called on a person who I not only know only through the internet. I have never met her face to face. I have known her for years so intimately. I feel like I'm a part of her family. <laughs> I know how she works. I know how to push her buttons. I know exactly how to get her angry. I can get her hysterical. She scares me. She once did a video show with a kitchen knife. I, I kid you not. I have the archives to show it. Val Riley is in the Bay Area. She is one of the loveliest people you will get to meet. Her social media presence, let's face it, could use a facelift. But nonetheless, she is a welcome addition to the week in podcasting. Val, how are you? Seth, that's actually nicer than I thought you were going to be. <laughs> Hi, Seth. I am so happy to be back on the air with you against my better judgment um, and happy to be here with our other co-host, Jeff, who I know you're going to introduce in a minute. Yeah. It's true that we have known each other for quite some time, completely virtually. Right. We hosted a show together on a previous at a different platform. And I hosted a bunch of other shows too and did some freelance writing for some a local magazine and some other stuff. And then, like you like to say, I went and got myself pregnant. Right. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, happily so, um, on purpose, for the record. Um, <laughs> right. It wasn't like it wasn't like a mistake. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, happily well, married. Yeah. With that with introduction that he just gave you, it could be Seth via the internet how you got pregnant. <laughs> Luckily, I that don't think that my connection is that good. That's, yeah, that's that, good internet. <laughs> my connection is not that good. I'm definitely in airplane mode on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Um, and then, so I took some time off. I was a happy stay at home mom, uh, doing a little stuff here and there. And right about the time when my little toddler started her twos program preschool is when Seth, um, reached out to me with this new fun idea of doing a podcast, um, together with this fun group of motley characters as you said Seth um, let's get the band back together yeah so it was, it was a bit serendipitous and I'm so happy to be here but you know I have preschool pickup as well today so All let's right. get this show on the road alright so nonetheless uh, Val Riley is here and for the record uh, the reason why uh, she went into hiding uh, for all those years was our first show got cancelled so oh, let's, let's face it already it, the fact that if we're if we even have episode two, we've already gone farther than the first one. Well, that Seth, I know th- I know this is hard for you to hear, but I also was very happy in my time as a stay at home mom, not co-hosting with you. I know that's really hard for you to get into your brain, but I was actually I was actually okay. <laughs> there were times when you saw things, though. You there were times when you saw things, and you said, "What would Seth say to this?" You, I yeah, know absolutely. you did. absolutely, yes, frequently. Especially, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we need to class up the joint. And we searched and searched. We needed somebody to help put the show together that has show experience. Because let's face it, there are so podcasts are so competitive right now. And I don't believe that any one podcast needs to be the number one. What I love about podcasts, you can listen to one now, you can listen to another one later, you can listen to a third one later. And they're all available on demand. That, that, that's the best thing about podcasts. And that's why I think it's the future. Now, our third member of our team here has podcasting experience. He has web show experience. He is a creator of his own show. He literally lives in Darth Vader's bathroom. He has the futuristic studio that is quite fantastic. He really does bring all of those expertise to making this show great. He's going to at least attempt to make Val and I sound somewhat smart. He is the great Jeff Adams. Jeff, welcome to the the week in podcasting. Hola, I'm I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I'm I was hired on to be the angry man of the show and uh, <laughs> to be angry and nasty. And I, how come the executives didn't tell me you guys got canceled already? I, I'm, I'm I'm scared that you guys got canceled on the show already, and we're doing a new show. What the heck, man? Jeff, well, I actually think it had more to do with me actually giving birth than technically being canceled. I might have canceled it by just okay. not right. doing it anymore. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was basically Val quit and they said, do we find another person? And they said, nah, this is and no, no one else could work with Seth. So that's why I'm here again. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I took my I don't know what you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the day of this recording, uh, all three of you, uh, is the first day of the kind of the back to work, the summer is over. Like, even though technically with the solstice and all this other nonsense, like there's two more weeks of summer, but technically today, everyone feels like back to work. Like everything is normal. Summer vacation is kind of taken off. And, and, and we're starting to think about the fall. The fall ratings book has started. So like the television shows are coming back. Radio shows are back. There's no more fill-in hosting going on. It just seems like everything is back to normal. And my attitude, and Val, you may disagree, I'm ready to get back to work. Enough of this lounging around. 
<laughs> well, you know that I completely disagree because all I've been doing for the past years is lounging around, right? No, <laughs> not exactly. I actually was just reading an article from the New York Times today about how we're ending summer too early. And I totally agree with that article. I'll retweet it. You can follow me at Bell Riley. Um, I was it it the weather is still warm, like in San Francisco where I live. Our best months are September and October. It is just about to get gorgeous and warm and beautiful. I think that we're putting, you know, pressure on ourselves to get back to work and not try to like extend our summer a little bit. I just like it that no no businesses will call you back. Nobody nobody will say like you'll try to call somebody. Hey, I, I have a project to talk to you. Eh, we'll talk later. It's the summer. I'm out the beach. I'm out at the lake. I'm doing all these things. No one's doing any. Like, how is this country functioning? Well, that's well, the, the art- that's the entertainment business. That's how that's how you roll. They look they look for excuse to, for anything not to work. I mean, they go, "I'm off for the summer," and then you get back to work. You got a couple weeks. Oh, I'm taking a couple weeks off for Thanksgiving break. Uh, I'm not going to restart till uh, January 2016. <laughs> get to work. Call me back already. Like enough. Well, the article said that Americans don't know how to relax, and like they're all anxious to get back to work. When how you really should be looking at it is. Oh my God, it's still gorgeous out. Why don't I extend this leisurely lifestyle? But I do feel bad for like the people that their kids are off for summer and uh, they are and working full time. And, yeah. yeah. And like, but what you have, people have jobs to go do. And like, what do they do with their kids all summer? I do think that that is kind of stressful and like an archaic system, honestly, because these poor parents are like trying to make this vision of this perfect summer happen for their kids while having their full-time jobs. And it seems impossible. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's amazing how you know we're staying afloat. The market is fluctuating all over the place because all the investment bankers are out at the beach. They're all hanging out. <laughs> They're at the Hamptons. So we need some sense to all of this. And that brings us to the first of our showcase of, uh, of podcasts. We're usually going to show anywhere between two and four podcasts on the week in podcasting. Uh, we'll show you how to find them. We'll, we'll hold your hand and let you subscribe to these shows uh, as well right here on this show. And we'll start with Market Foolery, one of the five podcasts from the folks at Market Fool that you can hear on Blog Talk Radio. Chris Hill talks to Tim Hansen about everything from ETF-based investments in Brazil and China to specific global investments like Tencent Holdings. He also shares why U.S. investors should read non-U.S. news every day. In this clip, Tim talks about why if you want to invest in Russia, you shouldn't invest in Russian oil. Should a good starting point for someone um, in the U.S. or Canada be looking at industries that they're already invested in. So if you've done well with restaurant stocks in the U.S., should you be looking at restaurant operators in other countries? You know, we hear, you know, Baidu is mentioned as the Google of China, Mercado Libre, the eBay of Latin America. Should you be looking at sort of similar types of businesses that are already in your portfolio or should you be looking at where the strength is regardless of industry? I mean, I think if you're if you're competent in analyzing a certain sector in the United States, generally speaking, those capabilities will rhyme with what you need to do out the United States. So if you can analyze the heck out of Google, you'll certainly have a leg up when it comes to um, looking at Baidu because they use all the same metrics like cost per click and so on and so forth. You know, but when you look abroad, I mean, generally speaking, if you're going abroad, you're probably looking for diversification. And so it would make sense to uh, to think about, you know, you don't, you don't want to end up with a portfolio entirely of tech stocks. Obviously, you don't want to also buy something you don't know anything about. So you can use an ETF or a fund or something along those lines to get exposure. You know, the other thing to do is just, uh, you know, go in with with your eyes open and look at what country, what market you're looking at, you know, and, and if you look at Russia, the big 
companies are all going to be banks and energy producers. Um, there are some dynamic retailers and things in there. And so you want to search through the market to see where the opportunities are. I would say, broadly speaking, you want to invest where these markets are going, not where they're coming from. So for Russia, for example, you know, obviously where it's coming from is, is, a, is a massive oil producer. Um, if you're excited about Russia, I probably wouldn't look at the oil producers. You know, it's heavily government regulated or controlled. Still too Putin-y. Still too Putin-y. <laughs> Um, you know, but you, you know, the consumer classes in a lot of these countries are growing the technology classes, healthcare, those are the forward looking sectors for me in a lot of those markets. And so I'd look at that because, you know, you obviously want to make investment in a good company, but you want that company to be in a good industry and you want that industry to be in a good favorable market. And if you can get all three of those factors working together, particularly outside the United States, that's where I think you have the opportunity for outperformance. I would love to tell somebody they're a little too Putin-y. I <laughs> can't wait to see how that goes. But it's interesting. You hear about, you know, Russia being this huge chance for, for huge investments, and it's very appealing. And yet you see a lot of people are saying buyer beware. And it makes me want to hear more. I, I want to hear the whole argument because I it, it goes against what you hear on traditional television. Well, I like any podcast that is going to make me sound smarter at a cocktail party. And it's even better if it actually makes you smarter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel like I could learn a thing or two and sound really impressive by listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would invest in Russia and particularly China right now with the way that it's fluctuating all over the place. What I do agree with is that they said that investors should always read non-US news every day. I feel like that's not just a rule for investors. I feel like that should be a rule of life. Like everyone should probably read news. It's not just um, in the US that's foreign. Keep well, that's like educated. Right. That's like the idea that, you know, people say the newspaper is dead, but the print journalism isn't dead. No. There, there's tons of print journalism. Just because you're not getting ink on your fingers doesn't mean that the, the print industry is, is a dying industry. They're just resurfacing how they're presenting this kind of content. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, I personally think that as a writer for a magazine and also content online is still written content. But is the stuff that you've written for a magazine, is it only on the magazine or can you find it online? Both. Yeah, I, I think every every uh, print media has to have an online presence as well, right now. I mean, you would you would think uh, yeah, you, you would think everything has has an online presence. I, everybody has an online presence, you know, <laughs> unless you're part of the thirty three million. From me. <laughs> yeah. right, well, yours can use a facelift. That's all I'm saying. You, <laughs> you're, you're a stunning woman. You just need a little updated picture. Just give me something that's that's current. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that, Seth. I've been real worried Jeff, about that. Jeff, do you ever notice, though, that you can always see, like, on Facebook or even Twitter or, or Instagram, whatever, when a person has their profile pic and it's not them? Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a pet peeve. It, even if you're putting a picture of your kids or... Oh, yeah, I hate you that. You have to have you in the picture. I totally agree. It drives me yeah. insane that so many Facebook profile pictures are of the kids only. Cause like, that's not why that's not no, your problem. That's you not who hideous. you are. Yeah. I assume you are hideous looking. Your kids yeah. are fine. You are hideous looking. Put yourself in the picture. See, Make this is why we need kids. Jeff. I think the same thing. I, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, no, that's true. But you weren't referencing me. I mean, my profile pictures are all my own. Full disclaimer. No, your pictures are great. They're just, I remember them from 2009. Yeah, I know. They're not yeah. that old, but yeah, they're a little old. 
was starting to scare me. I was like, because I, I don't know what she looks like based on what her pictures are on Facebook at this point. So no, the right. the picture that you can see on the podcast is a recent picture of me that was just taken on a date night a month ago or whatever. So that's what I look like now. Okay. Who are you on the date with? <laughs> My husband. Oh, okay. I just wanted to check. that guy. He's yeah. still in the picture. He's like Snuffleupagus. <laughs> I have heard about this guy for years. I've never mm-hmm. seen him. I've never met him. And for the record, I have come to the Bay Area four or maybe five times in the time since I know Val. She's been out of town every time. I she travel did- a lot. I understand that. Dun, dun, dun. It's, it, I think not. It's not a coincidence. And the husband, I've never even heard the guy. He's never appeared. It's literally like Big Bird's secret friend. Snuffleupagus. Well, didn't they have to change it? I mean, this is now in my wheelhouse that we're talking about, right? Didn't they have to change it? Snuffleupagus is now a real character in Sesame Street. They had to make him not a real Snuffleupagus. <laughs> nice. um, so I'll just have my husband come out as like a real Snuffleupagus too. He's real. Speaking of it, you, just, you just made me think of something. But in the meantime, I want to remind folks, you can listen to the whole Market Foolery now. It, here's the link. Blogtalkradio.com slash Market Foolery. Uh, it's one word, Market Foolery. You can also listen to the other programs produced by the folks at the Market Fool, including Rule Breaker Investing, Market Fool Money, Market Fool Answers, and Industry Focus, all of them available at Blog Talk Radio. Do you remember the thing you used to make fun of me? that you probably do now that I could, I could flip. You used to make fun of me with the intimate knowledge that I, I possess about the Disney princesses. Well, but I think that's because it's for your own personal <laughs> pleasure <laughs> and not as research for your children. <laughs> I have two daughters and I watch these movies and I, 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 I'm, I'm fascinated with the, the continuity. I want to know, I I'm looking at them like they're superheroes and we're talking sleeping beauty, which is easily the boring movie ever made they spend 20 minutes talking about the color of her dress enough 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 snow white she sings all the damn time there's all there's many things and you used to be fascinated by the fact that a guy as macho as i am could actually uh, pay attention to disney princesses disney princesses which i am still let's go with the word impressed because you know this is our first show i'm gonna but say have you introduce so them impressed. Have you no, no, we're not quite there yet. No, but she is actually into um, superheroes right now because her cousin, her older boy cousin, handed down a bunch of books, and so we're she's actually super into like uh, Spider Man and um, nice. Iron Man, and so I actually like they're like these basic primers on their stories, like you know they're really basic stories. They're like level one reader stories. And so it's actually been really helpful for me to understand where your brain is coming from because you're a big comic book guy Mm -hmm. um, and superhero guy. And so now, like, I know, like, the bare minimum of each of their backstories, like that Spider-Man's name is, what is it, Philip or something like that? (laughs) Peter? Peter, right? Oh, wow. I think that having kids in addition to other things, you know, you, you gather all these little bits of information. And I think that in the, my life, that's the best that I can hope for is to know a little bit about a lot of things. (laughs) Cause I'm certainly never going to become the expert on Philip Peter or whatever. Philip Peter. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the things that we know you're not an expert at is football. 
And the other big clue is the because the Niners are going to stink and you're a big Niners fan. The uh, the other big clue that the summer is over is that they're finally done with the preseason of football. Football is finally here at the time of this recording. We're recording this. And actually on tonight is debut of the National Football League with New England and, and Pittsburgh. And by the time you're listening to this, you probably know who won already. But Tom Brady is there and he's still dreamy. And uh, nonetheless, that the uh, the NFL is underway. And that means not only do you have to start watching football, but you have to get your fantasy teams ready. Do you guys have your fantasy teams yet? No. Yes. I, I didn't. I didn't do it. Oh, the crickets. The absolute crickets here. <laughs> I, I, you know, yes. If you can actually pretend that it's a fantasy, I've totally done it in my head. I'm going to win, right? But in actuality, no. Who has that kind of time? I actually have said this millions, before. I, I, I know. Everybody has that kind of time, apparently. I actually think that, like, if I were still in the dating world, it would be, like, one of my primary first questions upon meeting my potential suitor would be, like, do you have a fantasy team? Okay, see ya. Because, <laughs> like, it's going to take all this time for you to pick, make these picks every week. And then you're going to be like grumpy or stressed out. Although I was talking to one of my single girlfriends about the idea of fantasy football and she has her own team and she was saying it actually makes like going to the sports bars and watching a game more fun. And like, you have more stuff to talk about with other people. And then I was talking to a friend of mine that's married and her and her husband each have teams like in the same league or whatever you call it. And she said the same thing. We're like, it's like good for their relationship because she doesn't get annoyed at him for watching all this stuff without her or vice versa. You know, whoever's more into the sport. (laughs) And it's like something for them to like talk about together and do together, which I thought was a really good point. Yeah. I I think that fantasy football, it's, it's why the NFL has the ratings that it does. It's not to say that I'm down on football. I, I, I love football. I don't think it's that much more popular than any sport. The reason why the ratings are so head over heels higher than any other sport is because of the fantasy element, the fantasy uh, gambling aspect of it. It's all connected here. Let's check out one of the great fantasy podcasts, the Fantasy Guru podcast that was recently done with NFL Films producer Greg Cassell. Now, you don't need to be a fantasy football player to listen to the show. John Hansen is the host, but Greg will break down the actual football mechanics of the Philadelphia Eagles, and John will take that analysis and tell you why it's important for your fantasy team. Here they're talking about Sam Bradford and his first year as the quarterback for the Eagles. Really, when Bradford's had problems, it's dealing with pressure. And sometimes it's the O-line is horrible. Sometimes over the last couple of years, maybe he held on to the ball, maybe got a little skittish in the pocket. How critical is the protection going to be for Bradford this year? I think it's huge, and and certainly it helps that they're going to have a dominant running attack with DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews. Yeah, and I think that, the, the, the nature of their offense, John, is what's so critical because this is not a deep drop offense. This yes. is essentially a, a horizontal passing game and a short to intermediate passing game. So the timing of the pass game gets the ball out. And Bradford is a smart quarterback, knows where to go with it. Uh, the offense provides that. This is not a deep drop pass game. So I think all when you factor in all those things, I think you're looking at a quarterback, if he can stay healthy, uh, that should thrive in this style of offense. Yeah, true. And you could argue not to make excuses for him. This is planetary alignment for Sam Bradford in terms of having a a couple of good bookend tackles, a great running attack, and a scheme that not only gets guys open, that asks the quarterback to get rid of the ball very quickly. How about Darren Sproles? Are you sensing a more 
sprolzy role for him, if you will. Yeah. Well, the thing you know, the the one thing you do notice in preseason, and again, it's preseason, they are practicing some of the things I'm sure they'll do, is that Sproles and Murray were on the field on numerous snaps together. And Sproles is being used clearly, as you know, much more as a receiver, whether he's out of the backfield or whether they line him up in the slot. And I think he will probably factor into their roster cuts as as a receiver almost as much as a running back. Final thought here. You said it's a it's a, a passing attack that the quarterback gets rid of the ball. It's not really a deep drop passing attack. We've seen them take some shots. And, and when they do push it down the field a little bit more, don't you think it's it's got to be all about Nelson Aguilar in, in those type of plays? Or, or could it be Josh Huff? Your thoughts there? And just so you know, if you want to hear the answer to that question about Nelson Aguilar, you'll have to listen for the answer. The only way to do it is to download the podcast. You can hear Fantasy Guru at blogtalkradio.com slash fantasyguru or on iTunes. iTunes is my drug of choice. Blog Talk Radio is home to many great NFL and fantasy football shows. Ten of them are competing in a fantasy football league, and they recorded their online draft at the beginning of August. Our uh, illustrious Pod Vader, our illustrious leader here, uh, we haven't mentioned Pod Vader yet. We really do need to to do it, but I knew he was going to listen to this. He's probably going to scream about it. Anyway, shows like Her Fantasy Football for Women, Football by Football. It's two two footballs talking to each other. Uh, Next Fan Up, the Sports <laughs> nice. Gal Pal, PFF Radio, the folks from Pro Football Focus that they do a podcast are just a few to get your football fill. I've had a couple of football podcasts on my, my show, Sports with Friends. I'll tell you about that after. But uh, nonetheless, football is here and football is here to stay. Jeff, are you a, a, a are you a football fan only when it's the Super Bowl or do you actually pay attention to any of this stuff? Uh, more of a college football guy than in pro. I get mad at the okay. pros. So okay. yeah, I'm more of a basketball guy. Sorry, guys. All right, Bill. Uh, Val, Guess you're Val, stuck with me, you Seth. Well, first of all, I know you're a Niners person. Did you see that the Niners are going to have black uniforms? No, I do not like their new no, uniforms. I, um, I I do like watching football. I like anything. I like games. I like sports. I like competitive natures. I like rooting for teams. So yeah, I mean, I root for my local team, which are the 49ers, but I am not impressed with their activities in recent months. I'm not impressed with their new uniforms. I've heard mixed reviews about their new stadium. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch the The Eagles. That podcast made them sound like a fun team to watch, the Eagles. So maybe I'll root for them this year. Super Bowl is in your town. You are going to be a socialite for a week when the Super Bowl is in your town. Just for a week. Um, I, but the thing is about the stadium is that it's not actually in San Francisco. It's like 45 minutes away. Um, well, it's well, closer than the Meadowlands. It's closer no, than the Meadowlands. No, that's true. No, I know. Yeah. No. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll leave and I'll, I'll rent our house out for lots of football money, right? That's what oh, you're supposed to do talk. with like the now Olympics. We, now, now we're having a conversation. <laughs> can I look through all your drawers? <laughs> no. I'll make sure I get locks for those. And I didn't say oh, that locks. I would rent it to well, you. Locks. <laughs> that would be a large deposit if you were to rent. <laughs> How do we get here? What's going on? <laughs> See, it always comes back to that. Isn't that the, just the, the same? All right. Well, since we've been talking about uh, what's in Lori's drawers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Time now for Girls in Heels. It's an exciting additional project by prominent New York radio and TV personality Cooper Lawrence with twins Nicole Laponitano and Teresa Aprea. (laughs) The stars of the iconic reality TV show Real Housewives of New Jersey on Bravo TV. Teresa was at a recent barbecue and they found out how Joe and the kids are doing while Teresa is in prison. Let's listen in. Joe Judice, Teresa's husband, mm-hmm. who um, is also one New Jersey housewives, as everyone knows. Um, he invited us to a barbecue with um, the family. My husband, Reno, Nicole, Nicole's son, Joey came, my son, Giovanni came. So it was kind of really nice. We haven't seen him in a while. Teresa's been away, as everyone knows. <laughs> That's how, is that how you guys are phrasing it? She's away. She's away. Unquote. Exactly. She's away. And it, wait, wait, sorry. Is that what you? Is that what they told her kids? Mommy's away, or they know that she's in prison? No, the younger ones know she's um she's working. She's working oh, because she okay. is you know doing some work while she's in there. So the younger ones, uh, you know, I mean, they say she's at work, and I think that's the best thing to say. Yes, I mean, it's definitely, they're precious kids. So uh, it was really nice to see them because we haven't seen them, and to get to really spend time with the kids mm-hmm. was really nice because it's been a while and to really just get to talk to them and see how they're doing without their mom. So I think that was probably the most touching because to me, dads are dads. I'm not undermining a dad, but to me, a mom is a mom. Especially when you're a little girl. And I mean, she has all little girls. All little girls. Precious. And, and for some reason, to me, I mean, moms are like the hands of God. Remember, folks, dads are dads and moms are moms. <laughs> the hands <Hello>. of God. <laughs> Joy Bravo TV programs. Check out Cooper's other podcast with Vicki Ziegler, Hollywood Hookups and Breakups. Vicki is the star of Bravo TV's Untying the Knot. Perhaps uh, we'll have more Hollywood hookups on a future episode here on the Week in Podcast. It's funny that it's titled uh, Girls in Hills. A uh, funny thing happened yesterday. My wife has like a million shoes in her closet. So she sends me a text message that says, uh-oh. And it's a picture of this foot and like this heel. And I just said, oh, shoes like that. And I'm thinking like, I, I shouldn't probably have said that. She's going to be, I, she's going to think I'm unsensitive and, you know, not being, <laughs> you know, supportive of her shoe habit. And I said, hey, they look sexy. Go ahead and get them. And then needless to say, a couple seconds later, she goes, that's not my foot. It's my daughter's. And I said, oh, no, don't get the shoes. Do not get the shoes. It's very, very awkward. (laughs) That is awful. I like how, though, like, as a husband, you want to be supportive of her shoe habit. Like, If not, not, I'm in a doghouse. I'm in a doghouse. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So did your daughter get the shoes? No, absolutely not. If she, if she did, if they snuck him in, they're going back because that just made me feel ill. <laughs> well, I, I know that. So when I hosted shows before, one of the shows that I hosted was about the Real Housewives shows. And we would talk about yeah. them and it was super fun. This is back when I had the time to watch all the Housewives shows. I actually remember a story. I was so, I mean, I would watch all of them. Seth, you remember. I would watch all the shows. Yeah. I would watch the the Bravo Clubhouse show afterwards. I would like take notes so I knew what to talk about. And I was on a plane one time 
time and I was flying and I was watching like Real Housewives of Orange County and taking notes. <laughs> and this guy next to me was like, seriously, like, why are you taking notes on that show? <laughs> and I'd explain to him this whole thing that I was doing, blah, blah, blah. I have a lot of, you know, friends on Twitter that are Real Housewives fans and they're excited about this podcast because it's fun to like get the inside deal. And I will tell you, these two sisters are hilarious. Like Seth, I know we have never met in person, but based on the stereotypes represented in the Real Housewives of New Jersey, I expect you to have, you know, a shirt buttoned down with like lots of chest hair, definitely like some man jewelry, you know, to be all about family. Either you love them or you hate, hate, hate them. You know, it's got to be very dramatic and over the top. You might flip a table if we ever meet. I don't know. This is why I'm nervous to meet you in person. see what I can do. I can see what I can come up with. You know, from the Jersey Shore. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, I grew up uh, right in that, that area. Like I was 20 minutes off the beach. Uh, I remember going to Point Pleasant and to Seaside Heights. And there are people listening to this going, yep, I was there. Yeah, Guido. I understand. That's why I didn't, I couldn't pronounce the name Judice because I thought it was Guidus. <laughs> well, because that would be fitting because that's what they were called back in the 80s. That's what we, people, people called them. Well, so interesting though, when they first started the show, they were Judice and then they changed oh. it to Judice. They changed it oh. on everybody. They just changed the way that they were saying it. I don't know. Maybe it sounds better for TV. Let's go get some Judice. Let's go get some Judice. Guys, thirsty Judice. Can't do that on the high holidays. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, a pet peeve. A pet peeve that you know we were just mentioning the beach and and, and seaside. And this is a social media craze. And I want to get your takes, uh, Val. Obviously, I, I need to hear the, the the female perspective first. And that is, people when they are showing pictures on Twitter and Facebook of the pool, the beach, the sun, the surf, always showing their feet. <laughs> The, 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 this is a new phenomenon that the only way to prove that you are actually relaxing, you can't take a picture of the sunset. You have to show your toes and the sunset. <laughs> in on this. Why is this the phenomenon? And, and is, why is this so popular? know if it's a new thing i feel like i feel like their toes in beach pictures have always been a thing but it was like an actual picture that you took with your camera and not like on social media right so like i don't know maybe it was your vacation photo i'm not sure but then i think people want to prove that they're there but they don't want to show their face because maybe like they're at the beach and they're sweaty or like they just went for a run and so like their face is all red and so they take a picture of their feet as like here i am without showing really any part of me that matters. Well, the question is, why do they have to take the picture over the mountains to see the feet, right? <laughs> was, that was that bad? All right, it was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I need to follow your Instagram feed. I don't know who these people are. You sound more interesting than mine. No, oh, no, you don't. It's hideous, disgusting, unfollow button. <laughs> But I actually, I like the beach pictures and stuff. And those are the easiest to filter to make like super pretty, you know, filters have like changed the game of posting pictures. Cause you can basically make any average picture look better than pretty average. Pr- pretty decent, mm-hmm. right? Hashtag instant good. Instant good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's, it, it, but it's definitely something where, where people, it, it, but you, you, we've all noticed it. Like, I'm not crazy here that to say that this is something that's been real, like, and and I hate to say it, and th- this is not meant to be a, a, a sex comment or in any way, 
guys can't do this. Girls can't. I was just thinking, True. you know, you see a lot of, you don't see a lot of man toes in these pictures. Right. I think that's for a very good reason. Yeah. But I want to see, I, I'm curious. Like I, 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 there's nothing, when you see these pictures, there's nothing unattractive about it as long as it's a girl. Ditto. And it doesn't even have to be the most gorgeous girl because you don't know if she's gorgeous. You don't see anything but her feet. Yeah. But some people are super into feet. So they probably love those pictures, right? Of just the feet. See, and that's where I thought you were just going to assume that I was going and I wasn't going there. (laughs) Well, I agree that I don't want to see a lot of man toes in pictures for the record. All right. We're establishing, as long as we're establishing the record. All right. I've never seen your toes in pictures. I don't want to see your toes in pictures. I, Jeff, I'm, I'm not, not sure about your toes. You're just see a Sasquatch foot. That's all you're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So during the course of this show, we heard three separate podcasts, all that can be found on Blog Talk Radio. Now we want to know what shows you want to hear focused. We'll play clips of. We're happy to take suggestions. You just have to send an email. The email address is very simple. Theweekinpodcasting at gmail.com. There's no underscores, no dots, no nothing. It's theweekinpodcasting at gmail.com. Send uh, a link to a show. Tell it, it, it. You don't have to send us the actual clip. Just send us the show and say, hey, this is a show I'd want to hear. We'll be the judge of whether or not it's appropriate. But, you know, then nonetheless, we will get your shows and we will we will filter them out and we will find the shows that we think people want to hear. We're going to yuck it up. We're going to hang out. I've got Val here. I've got Jeff here. But I promise we want your suggestions because there are so many podcasts out there. I could do a whole show just on my favorite podcasts that I listen to. I have lists and lists and lists and lists. I talked this girl from Sports Illustrated, her ear off. She says to me, she says, because I had her on a podcast and she's like, do you listen to podcasts? I said, do I ever? And I started give, gushing about all these different podcasts. So send us your suggestions. Again, the email address, theweekinpodcasting at gmail.com. And don't worry, I'm not deciding what, what gets in the show. Val does. No. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I wish. Oh, I don't decide. Who decides? Do we get to vote? No voting. Someone loses a job. It's on you, Val. It's on you. <laughs> <laughs> These great podcasts are hosted by people on this show. Jeff, I know you have a bunch of podcasts. Tell us about it. I have the Jeff Adams show that you can hear at Blog Talk Radio, but I'm lazy. I haven't done a show in a while. So there you go. Check us out here at Blog Talk Radio, the Jeff Adams show. Well, that's compelling. It's compelling just like my feet. and val this is your first foray into podcasting i'm gonna see how this one goes before i yeah before i commit to more podcasting no 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 it's just but (laughs) no this is this is my podcast for now you can follow me on twitter you can listen to me here that's right you can listen to val riley uh right here on the weekend podcasting and i have three podcasts uh first one's about superheroes it's called the Hall of Justice, and I know Val listens to it. I, I guarantee you she downloads it. Uh, the other ones are sports ones. We have a baseball show called uh, The Diamond, uh, where we talk about the Matt Harvey controversy, for those sports fans who know. And I also have another one where there's it's called Sports with Friends. Uh, it's a takeoff on Words with Friends. Um, it's a fun show where every guest on the show has to be a friend. So... Uh, there's automatically chemistry with somebody. We had this uh, great writer from uh, Sports Illustrated explaining all the Tom Brady nonsense, all the shenanigans with Tom Brady. So uh, that's a great podcast as well. So we have three, the Hall of Justice, the Diamond, 
and uh, sports with friends. See what, what the uh, what the emails come in, and I'm sure there's going to be great ones. So Val and Jeff have a great week. We will see you next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Bye, guys. See ya. For Val Riley and Jeff Adams, I'm Seth Everett. This has been the Week in Podcasting. Our thanks to the folks at Blog Talk Radio. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>